Welcome to the James and Trav podcast. This is a podcast that was born out of highbrow coffee, good conversations, and most importantly, tacos. So sit back and turn the volume up and enjoy our collection of good stories, life lessons, and quest for unending self-improvement. Enjoy. What is going on, everyone? This is Travis for episode two of the James and Trav show. Uh, Unfortunately, I still have yet to link up with James. He's in Utah right now, uh, probably crushing it on the slopes, I would imagine. He's actually pretty good in the snow, uh, believe it or not. Um, But since I wasn't able to link up with him, uh, I'm going to peel a couple more layers back on uh, a few of my goals uh, for the new year. And specifically having to do with uh, kind of the physical goals that I was talking about uh, as far as like, you know, Murph goes, uh, pull-ups, handstand push-ups, the mile run, stuff like that. Uh, And, you know, those are goals, but there's obviously a roadmap to get there. So I'm going to kind of break down uh, the training, the nutrition that I'm trying to follow, and then my the ways that I kind of recover for this sort of thing, because like you can't really work out every day or train your body every day, or even if you're not training every day, like you still have to have ways to recover. So that way you can kind of prepare for the next day and balance out the other parts of your life. So uh, anyways, uh, we're going to kind of get into that right now. Uh, Just full disclosure for everybody. uh, I weighed in last Monday and surprisingly enough, uh, I was down to 212 pounds. My goal weight is to actually get down to 180 pounds. So I was definitely headed in the right direction because I dropped about five or six pounds uh, within a couple days. So I was pretty stoked about that. Um, And, you know, as far as the training goes, what that kind of looks like up until uh, Murph and and the summertime. So basically, you know, I should preface this by saying that the reason that I choose these training modalities is because they very much apply to all of the things that I either do professionally uh, or that I want to do professionally but they also apply to the things that I like to do in my free time as well. And I'll kind of get into that a little bit, but um, basically the idea for the next 100 plus days is to essentially train every single day. And during the week, it kind of looks like this. I go into CrossFit Tustin Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Friday, And then what I wind up doing is swimming on Thursday, Sunday, and then I do one of my aerobic capacity runs on um, Saturday. Actually, I got that backwards. Excuse me. So I I run on Thursdays and Sundays, and then I swim on Saturdays. Okay. So like I said, I'm going to, I'm kind of going to break these down uh, as to the purpose behind them and the reason that I chose them. So Essentially, you know, the once a week swim, you know, I have to do that uh, just because of, you know, I like to be in the water. Uh, it's part of my job. And so, you know, unfortunately, hopping in the pool and staring at the blue line is just something that I have to do. However, that doesn't mean that it necessarily has to be boring. Um, you know, a lot of people will hop in and just swim like 10 100s, 10 twos, 
hop out. I actually like to get a little bit more creative. Um, I have a bag with gear in it, pole buoy, paddles, kickboard, uh, fins, and all that good stuff. So what I started to do at the end of last spring is I was getting up to around 2,000 yards, but what I was doing is I was getting really creative with how I got to 2,000 yards from uh, the warm-up to, you know, tempo work uh, to, you know, single distances for a certain pace. Uh, but then what I would do is I would add in paddles and say, okay, I'm going to do some a pull set. I'm going to do uh, a sprint set with fins on. Um, I'm gonna, you know, do some kicking with fins, maybe kicking with the board and fins, things like that. So I think my goal on those Saturdays would be to get really creative for about uh, 2000 yards. Now, moving on to the running, um, the reason that I run, uh, you know, Thursday and Sunday is because, well, number one, I actually really like running. I like being outside. Uh, I like getting out of the four walls of the gym. I like having that physical freedom of being able to go wherever I want via my legs. And also, you know, there's a really strong uh, correlation between when I'm in very good cardiovascular shape, uh, like I said, via my mile run time, and when I'm just generally really fit, okay? So the last time, like I said, two years ago, um, well, I guess it's more than that now, maybe two and a half years ago, um, when I was in real good shape and it was about 178 pounds, uh, my mile time was 620. So, you know, keeping those runs in there and being really consistent with them and, um, just making sure I, I finish them every single week is really important. The cool thing about the aerobic capacity program, which is designed by Chris Hinshaw, it, that's the program I follow is that he, designs these workouts uh based on your own ability so let's say that you're running a 730 mile and your 400 meter run is like 140 well he's going to take those <clears throat> and he's going to basically going to extrapolate and create all of your workouts based on where you're at right then and there and then a couple times during the year you actually will go back and test and see if you've improved or not uh, the key thing is just kind of staying with it. And again, like I said, I was following his program um, when I, you know, was in pretty good run shape. So, you know, for me, I just feel like that's something that's going to, you know, I'm going to have a lot of success with that if I'm consistent with it. That's the key thing. Uh, and then finally, you know, CrossFit. I know there's a lot of varied opinions out there on CrossFit. Uh, I personally really like it. Um, I love my gym. I absolutely love my gym. It's about 20 minutes away in Tustin, right off of Walnut, uh, over by actually my old job at Harvard Park. And, you know, the reason I like CrossFit so much uh, is there's a ton of variety. It's constantly varied. Uh, there's functional movements from squats to deadlifts to presses to pull-ups to rowing to running to uh, biking you know, even ski ergs. Uh, and I like the variety, but I also like the fact that the way that the CrossFit methodology is set up is that you're going to fill in a lot of gaps as far as, you know, let's say that for you, maybe you're not, you're really strong in your legs, but you're not very strong in your pressing or your upper body. Well, as long as you kind of follow the program and you do what you're told, 
and you're coachable, you're going to get stronger in pressing. But it's just a matter of you, again, you know, it's that same word, being consistent, doing what you're told and, uh, you know, just doing a good job. And so that's why I like CrossFit. Again, like I said, that community at CrossFit Tustin is fantastic. People are so friendly and so supportive. You, you could be the fittest person in the class or the least fittest person, and they're still going to love you the exact same way. Um, and, you know, also there's a lot of older guys that are in that gym that are really, really fit and squared away and uh, really pay attention to their, their fitness and their health and their well-being, and that really inspires me. So uh, that's why I choose that. So that's all the training. Um, you know, I'm hoping to stick to that, that weekly plan every day for 100 days and, uh, you know, really, really kind of prepare for, you know, Murph and Summer. Now, as far as the nutrition goes, um, like I said, back last week, I was following this plan of essentially eating 200 grams of carbs, 180 grams of protein, and then about 70 grams of fat. Um, This was given to me by a coach who I follow up in Los Angeles, who he's part of the the kind of deuce gym culture up there. Um, And essentially, you know, I, I think he was kind of coming from a place where it's like, hey, like, you know, you still need carbs in your diet for performance and things like that, but you have to hit your goal weight 180 for protein. Um, for me, it's really, really difficult to eat that much protein, um, especially when you're getting it from like chicken or beef uh, or even like pork or something like that. It's really, really hard um, just because, well, I, I take that back it's hard when you have to eat all that at once and you don't kind of partition it properly throughout the day. Uh, so compromise, uh, what I'm doing instead is daily caloric requirements are 150 grams of protein, 80 grams of carbohydrates and 120 grams of fat. Now, a lot of you guys out there might be thinking, well, that's a lot of fat. And like, aren't you trying to lose weight and not be fat? Well, the thing is like really, You know, fat gets a bad rap because of its name, but fat is actually a really, really awesome energy source if you do CrossFit, if you do endurance sports, things like that, uh, because it's so calorically dense. And when you eat good sources of fat, like avocados, nuts, seeds, coconut oil, it actually is neutral in terms of your blood sugar. So it's not actually going to, as long as you don't eat too much of it at one time, it's not going to cause you to you know, grow body fat and things like that. Carbohydrates, on the other hand, especially processed sugary ones, those when they get too in too much of a quantity in your bloodstream, that's what causes you to gain body fat. Uh, So that's why my carbohydrates are so low. And really, you know, my carbs are only going to come from vegetables, avocados. um, You know, there's carbs in my electrolytes, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but just try to eat really clean, uh, not eat anything that's going to upset my stomach and, and just kind of go from there and just, you know, weigh in on a weekly basis and just kind of watch the progress as it goes. Um, along with the nutrition side, uh, the other goal is also to drink half of my body weight in water, which I'm really good at. Uh, I feel really weird if I don't hit that. I, you know, so right now it's anywhere between 106 ounces a day and 128 which is a gallon and 
I just feel a lot better. I feel like my system is functioning a lot better when I have that much water. I feel more clear-minded. Uh, I don't feel as fatigued or as like hazy in my training or in my daily life. Um, and really, like if you're listening to this and you're trying to think, well, how much water should I drink? Take your body weight and split it in half, and you should be drinking about that much water. So if you're 200 pounds, 100 ounces every single day, you know, is a really it's a good rule to follow. Um, that's what I follow at least. And, you know, it, I see no reason to really change it. I feel great every day because of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the plan with the nutrition. And again, the C word consistency. Now, last, but certainly not least, uh, we got to talk about the recovery. So, you know, nutrition, which we just talked about is obviously a really big part of recovery because if you're getting enough protein in, then obviously your muscles, your joints, your ligaments, your tendons, your lean tissues are all going to recover really well. Um, Also, if you get enough carbohydrates, you get enough fats, you know, you're going to be able to upregulate the hormones that you need in order to function at a really high level the next day. The other side of that also is that if you're getting it from quality sources, like I said, lean meats, fruits, vegetables, uh, nuts, seeds, you know, uh, naturally occurring foods, your inflammation is also going to be down as well. So in other words, you're not going to be as achy, you're not going to be as sore, you're not going to be as stiff. But again, it takes eating those foods. So that would probably be the first part of recovery. Uh, Second part uh, for mobility, it's something I do every single day. Uh, Haven't done it yet today. But I do this program called ROMWAD, which is essentially... uh, more or less it's yoga, but it's yin yoga. So for example, you could be like, you know, sitting in a single leg forward fold, stretching your hamstring and just kind of holding and breathing in that pose uh, for a little while. And, you know, that same idea, you know, you can apply it to all the other poses for your hips, your hamstrings, uh, your low back, your midline, your shoulders. Uh, but I've been following it. I really enjoy it. I feel really good afterwards, uh, which is the biggest thing. And the one thing I would say, though, is if you're going to do the program, make sure that you do it at the end of the day after you train. Um, only because if you're trying to kind of stretch out and warm up, it's probably better to do something a little bit more active, uh, like walking lunges, jumping jacks, uh, hamstring kicks, stuff like that to get your body ready to work out as opposed to down regulating from a workout. Uh, so that'd be the only thing I, I would say if you want to try it. But if you do want to try it, um, R-O-M-W-O-D.com, Ramwad.com. I love their program. I've been on it for about two years plus now. I wouldn't change it. Uh, I feel great. And I haven't had a ton of injuries at all. In fact, I can't really remember a significant injury I've had in the last two years. Uh, so Ramwad, thank you. You've been a big contributor. Last part of recovery and the kind of you know, tying up the tail end of this podcast would be uh, sleep. So for me, the way I really set myself up for success for training and not, not just training, but really every part of my life is if I get enough sleep. <coughs> so if I get in bed, you know, and this is going to sound crazy, but if I can get in bed sometime between 7 and 8 p.m. and then get out of bed around 5 a.m., so basically 9 to 10 hours time in bed, then I'm good to go. Um, the reason that this is so important for recovery, uh, not just myself is because for brain function, it's a big deal because when you get into that deep REM sleep, um, 
there's a couple things that happen. First of all, you consolidate a lot of memories. Uh, you consolidate a lot of things you learned that day. You wind up actually washing out a lot of neurotoxins that you build up throughout the day. Uh, motor learning, like let's say that you learned a new physical movement or sport, you're going to consolidate it back then. So you're going to kind of put it into literally into your muscle memory during REM. Um, if you've ever studied for a test uh, and you go to, to it the next day, you know, more than likely what happened was you consolidated that information while you were sleeping. So that's the mental side of it. But the physical side is when you're also in the other side of slow wave, uh, deep sleep, slow wave sleep cycles, that's when you secrete a lot of growth hormone, a lot of testosterone and do a lot of repair to your body uh, from during the day, joints, ligaments, tendons, bones, uh, musculature that's been torn up from playing or working out. Um, you know, th that all occurs during slow wave sleep cycles. So it's really important to get enough sleep so that you can get as many of those two REM and slow wave sleep cycles as you can. Uh, and me, I just know how much better I feel when I've gotten a good night's sleep under uninterrupted, uninterrupted sleep, um, you know, in a dark room, nice, cool room. Um, you know, having, having not to get up to go to the bathroom a whole bunch. Um, you know, so if you're someone that's trying to improve your sleep, make your room as dark as possible, make sure it's nice and cool, make sure you're not going to be interrupted, uh, and just make sure you're comfortable and just really kind of take it seriously and really set aside enough time for you to get a ton of sleep. Um, I've gotten at, at most, according to my whoop, band that I wear, I get like nine hours of sleep. And then at the least I get seven and a half, which is a really good range for me. I'm always trying to shoot for nine though. Um, but anyway, so tying this all together, you know, those are my plans as far as training, as far as nutrition and as far as recovery. But again, to go back, consistency is key. You know, if you're able to do that for a long, long time, and I truly believe if I'm able to do it, for the time I'm kind of setting forth, I'm going to see improvement. I'm going to see positive change. Uh, and I'm going to put myself in a good position to, you know, not only excel in all the parts of my life that are really important to me, whether it's my, you know, you know, pursued profession, um, the stuff I currently do, my relationships with other people. It's also going to enable me to surf, play beach volleyball, you know, be active for a long, long time, which is really what I want. Just live a healthy, good contributing fruitful life. So that's, that's just kind of like a little bit more in detail of how I'm going to accomplish my goals. Um, so I really appreciate you guys listening to this. I hope maybe at the very least it may have inspired you to kind of peel back your layers and figure out how you're going to get from point A to point B. Um, but you know, obviously thanks again for supporting the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening um, episode three, we are actually planning on getting together with my brother, uh, for an interview. He's actually one of the area's top big wave surfers here in Orange County. Uh, to kind of talk to him about his best practices and his, you know, dreams and aspirations and, uh, passion for being in the water. Uh, but again, I really appreciate you guys listening and I hope that you guys have an epic rest of the weekend and I'll talk to you guys soon. Later.